Welcome to Grow Up, insights on how businesses can use technology to grow better. Please welcome your hosts, Jason Parkinson and Mark Hammer. This new year is huge. Well, it's not that big, Mark. It's a Grow Up podcast. My name is Jason Parkinson. <laughs> and I am Mark Hammer, as always. Mark is here with me. Um, today we're going to be talking about providing an experience as a form of marketing versus just marketing to somebody. Yeah, so it's really the difference between, you know, offering something for them here, mm-hmm. have this experience versus marketing at them. Gotcha. Like my business, my business, my business. <laughs> yeah. So and there's a lot of, there's a lot of technology that you can implement into doing that uh, type of marketing too. So Yeah, there is. We're going to talk about that in just a minute, but first Christy is in uh, with another look at a technology disruptor in an industry. Christy? Thanks, Jason. Today, arcades are a novelty. They're a blast from the past, but in the 80s, they were a logical gathering place. Where else would you go to play your video games? The Nintendo Entertainment System came out in 1985, and the home console exploded into popularity. Video game consoles have come a long way since then. Modern PlayStation and Xbox consoles now have movie-quality graphics and a complex gameplay that can entertain you for days on end. But before their resurgence, as a retro hotspot, arcades were in trouble. The home video console made it harder to leave the couch. Pardon the disruption. Thanks, Christy. So I have to confess, I do not own a home video game console. However, a ton of people that work for me in our building are like total gamers. They're doing VR gaming, all of that stuff now. So many. And these games today are unbelievable. I actually watch, this is kind of a, a nerd, a nerd alert thing, but <laughs> I will go on YouTube and watch the like stitched together cutscenes of video games because it, it, it ends up being like a two and a half hour, three hour like feature length film. It's crazy. The new Spider-Man game that was just released, they nailed Spider-Man better than any of the <laughs> 10,000 attempts movie theaters have tried over the past several years. It's crazy. Well, I was reading this morning, actually, um, this uh, thing from Statista. I think it's called um, video games beat out blockbuster movies on opening weekends, which is crazy for me to think about. But Grand Theft Auto five in 2013 made um, looks like a thousand. No, it'd be yeah a billion dollars. <laughs> it made a billion dollars in 2013 during the first three days of it launching. Wow. And to put it in perspective, you know, movies like Star Wars, uh, The Force Awakens, that was five hundred and twenty nine million the first three days that it wow. was opened in the movie theaters. What Avengers a lame franchise. And, uh, Infinity War. <laughs> 641 million and you've got like Call of Duty Black Ops uh in 2018 this year 500 million in the first 3 days of the game being out. Yeah, that makes sense. I mean, and the the fact that people are able to play these games in their own homes like once upon a time, you know, 1985, that was that was just starting to catch on as an idea. <laughs> oh man, I can play yeah. Pong in my basement. Yeah. This is We'll take it a step further. Wild. Playing games on your phone. Right. Right. I right. mean, even the new iPad that was just released has, you know, just as good, if not better of a processor as an Xbox or as a PlayStation. So it's it's crazy. To that's think incredible. That all that's mobile now. And it kind of ties into the topic today. We're talking about experiential marketing and really, you know, the reason that games, I think, are so popular, especially in comparison to things like movies, a movie you sit and you watch. It's passive. You consume it. It's passive. A game is interactive. You play it. You do it. You're involved in it. Right. It's an experience. Yeah, that's an excellent, excellent point. And that's, you know, that's something that you can apply across your marketing efforts like 
Am I giving my customers something to do? Am I allowing them to experience what it is that makes my product or service great? Yeah. And the more that you you build experiences for your customers, the the more likely they are to see the value of your product and service to begin with. Absolutely. It's a lot easier to show than tell, or well, it's not easier, but it's more beneficial. Yeah. More effective too. More effective. In most cases. And you can kind of look look at this on a very basic level. If you look at when I go into Costco, you know how many times I'm, you know, running into a sample station oh, where yeah. I get to try a product, I get to experience that product. Um, I mean, that's a very basic example of experiential marketing of a product. Yeah, that's kind of the yeah, kind of the early seedling of what would become, you know, what's now a, a massive oak tree of a concept like, hey, let people try this. Let people see why this is cool. Don't just tell them. Don't give them a pamphlet. Don't give them. <laughs> yeah. Don't don't make them sit through a 50 slide, you know, PowerPoint presentation. Let them try it. Let them put their hands on it. And there are a lot of of ways to do that today. Uh, augmented reality, for example. Sure. Yeah. AR is huge and it's becoming bigger and bigger, especially when you look at all of the devices that have, you know, really um a, a camera and the software built in to just do augmented reality right out of the box. Yeah. And you can tell that it's addictive. Look at the success of Pokemon Go. Exactly. That, that came out. That was one of the first examples of kind of mainstream AR acceptance. And it's still big. I mean, it was inescapable for a while, yeah. but it's still played yeah. today by, by, you know, quite a significant handful of people. Another thing you can use for experiential marketing now is VR, virtual reality. Yeah, absolutely. Virtual reality is, you know, even more immersive than augmented reality. Sure. In fact, where augmented reality kind of overlays some digital elements onto the physical world, VR takes you totally out of it. Absolutely. Transports you somewhere else. And I think a lot of companies now, especially like big um, enterprises, are really starting to look at VR as a way to, um, you know, to do immersive experiential marketing. We've talked to several companies who do trade shows and they want to do VR at trade shows so that people can experience their product without them needing to actually bring the product there. Oh, yeah. If you have an oversized product, shipping that across the United States potentially is a lot of money. Yeah. And so if you build a VR experience, you're giving your customers a way to experience your product without just paying those exorbitant costs again and again and again. Yeah. And even if you think of it from a service business perspective, right, you don't have a tangible product. Like, how mm -hmm. do you explain the value of what you do as a company, um, you know, to somebody in a way where they get to get to actually experience it firsthand? And that's you can use VR to do that. Yeah. VR is a great place to start. I mean, that's some that's that's a medium in which you're really one commanding their attention. Totally. Mm -hmm. It There's, takes them out of the trade show environment, out right. of the, the what, wherever they're at. And you can easily, you know, if my television's playing a commercial, I can look at my it phone <laughs> or I can right. go to the kitchen right. or if you're in VR, that's something that pulls you in entirely. And you're there simply to experience whatever it is that, you know, you've you've uh, been thrust into. I love that you said it that way, because if you think about it, even at a trade show, and I know we're I'm kind of on this trade show kick for a second, but if you've got a phone in your hand and you're talking to a salesperson about what it is that they do and you get a text message, you're going to be looking down at that right. or you're checking the time to find out when's my next session I need to go to or you're looking around at like, oh, wow, that that booth's got balloons that look fun. <laughs> I should go over there. Yeah. In VR. Yeah. You you know, it's an experience that somebody wants to try and it's a completely captive audience when they're when they're in it. Right. 
Right. And for the most part, people find VR very cool. And so they, they want to do it. Oh, They're yeah. not really pulling teeth like, wow, want to be transported to a different world? People are like, yeah, sign me up. In fact, you're likely to attract a crowd. That's true. And and more likely a more tech forward crowd um, that, you know, may have the dollars to invest in whatever your, you know, your products or services are. Right. And so staying staying with the VR vein, what about virtual tours? Virtual tours are, I think, are big, too. And that, I think, applies for a service industry as well. Um, one of the customers that we worked with several years ago was was telling me the story that, you know, the the more customers they can get physically to their factory to see how they do business, the higher the opportunity is to close them into a customer. That makes sense. And virtual tours are a great way to immerse somebody into their factory without the need to actually bring them there or the transportation costs or the lodging or, you know, any of those right. things. Yeah, exactly. And I, and I think, you know, we've talked a little bit, I think, before about the tourism industry. If you're a resort somewhere that has trouble attracting people because, oh, man, you know, you're not one of the top two or three names that shows up in Travel Digest or whatever <laughs> the magazines are right. that dictate where people fly for the winter, you want to be able to bring people there without them having to actually shell out the money first. And you can kind of strut your stuff. Hey, here's what our resort offers. We have this. Why don't you walk over to our hot tub? Why don't you walk over to our, you know, uh, fire pit? Like, look at our cool view of the ocean. These are things that you can show people with a virtual tour that you can't show them otherwise. And that's going to really get people off the fence and, uh, you know, help them decide that you are you know, the the location, you are the venue, you are the resort that they'd like to go see in person. Yeah, no, I think that's great. So what's the 10 second takeaway on experiential marketing, Mark? So the 10 second takeaway to experiential marketing is that you want to rethink your approach to marketing. Now's the time to kind of, uh, you know, really rethink entirely how you're doing it. If you sense that your target personas are tuning out your marketing messages, so that's something like television commercials, etc., consider offering them an experience instead. It shifts the tone of the interaction and it puts your company in a new and more positive light. You know, what's interesting next week, we're going to be talking a lot about live events and how you can market your business through live events. Really, it's an extension of this conversation on experiential marketing because a live event is an experience. It absolutely is. And there are a ton of things you can do with live events. And we're going to discuss those next week. Can't wait. Thanks for listening to Grow Up. For more information about the topics discussed in today's show, visit onefire.com slash grow up. This has been a One Fire production.